let's see as soon as it comes in all right everybody welcome to an interestingly special edition of java chat <laughs> my name's coffee with mike i'm sitting here with the founder of digitalambition.co gentleman's name is kevin geary kevin thanks for joining me today thanks for having me uh, the reason I call this a little a little uh, special edition is because I usually do these at about eight in the morning Pacific Standard Time, and timing just didn't work out that way for Kevin and me to make it happen. But we said, let's do this, and we'll do it at twelve. So we're doing it now. If you're watching, you get get set because there's some pretty cool stuff going on. Um, before I ask my first question, Kevin, why don't you go ahead and give a little bit of background about who you are, how long you've been an entrepreneur, how you you know how's things going. Yeah, so I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my entire life. Um, <clears throat> starting businesses when I was a teenager, did a uh, partnered in a brick and mortar business from 2008 to 2013. That was actually a martial arts studio. Nice. Uh, so I was the uh, yeah I was the head instructor there. That was something I had done as I was growing up, and I was I got into coaching. And then because I'm an entrepreneur, that was kind of my first real like shot at, um, at running a business. And so I did the co-owner thing for a while, exited that in 2013 and went full-time online. And I've been full-time online ever since. And so that's kind of, uh, it's kind of in a nutshell, the backstory. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I was, I was looking at, uh, I was Facebook stalking you. Um, and I was looking, I noticed some of the, the, photos that you have of, of martial arts, the jujitsu that you're, you're practiced at that time or? No. So Taekwondo is what right. I did. So Olympic Taekwondo all throughout my like, nice. yeah, probably since I was like 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the, the school I opened. I got into Brazilian jujitsu, I would say nine, 10 years ago now. Nice. Uh, so I kind of made a little transition. Yeah. There's a little transition there from one, from one style to that one. That's a definite transition. Yeah. Big, big transition. That's cool. Yeah. I, I I have a little bit of background in that as well, not in jujitsu and in, in other styles. And I've mm -hmm. had the privilege and pleasure of learning from some really cool high ranking guys. Um, they were very kind to just kind of take me under their wing and do some things. And, and you, you learn a lot of good life lessons. Um, through oh yeah. Arts. So no matter what art it is, the discipline part of it is really, really good. So absolutely. Advocating for a school, any school. If you can find one and you got kids and you want them to get started on getting discipline, put them in. It'll definitely get them there. For sure. Cool. So you started Digital Ambition when? So Digital Ambition, well, formerly uh, Six Figure Grind, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, we will. Uh, in the summer of 2017. Uh -huh. And I ran that part-time until the summer of 2018, where I kind of decided... I'm going to pretty much shut down everything else I've got going online uh -huh. and I'm going to go all in on this because nice. this is my real passion. Right. And it got to a point, you know, working at part time over the course of about a year, it got to a point where I felt comfortable just let's let everything else go. Let's focus on, on this and, uh, you know, be all in on it. Cool. So referencing what we're going to get into anyway, um, I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask this as the question to kind of preface that whole thing. Yeah. Let a lot of my friends and, and, and people that watch and listen, they, they're, you know, they're, they're either thinking about becoming entrepreneurs, they're budding entrepreneurs or, or some of them have been in the game for a while. Knowing what we're going to be talking about, what would be the biggest piece of advice you could give to any one of them that are thinking about getting into being an entrepreneur? 
uh, prepare to make a lot of shifts and adjustments. <laughs> yeah. Prepare to be resilient. Yeah. You know, like it's, I think uh, the, the whole game of, of being a successful entrepreneur is being able to roll with punches and being able to uh, be quick on your feet and, you know, like just be willing to shift. You know, sometimes people, uh, the, the people I see struggle are the people with one vision and then they go start to execute on that vision mm-hmm. and things don't necessarily go as planned mm-hmm. and they can't make any changes. Mm-hmm. They just trying to hammer the same thing home and they, they either run out of steam or, you know, the market's just never going to respond to that. And then they end up failing or quitting or what have you. So the willingness to just like assess the feedback you're getting or whatever's happening in the marketplace and being able to navigate around that, being able to make the necessary pivots and adjustments. And then there has to be a resiliency involved because the other thing I, I see is, uh, you know, it's, it's like in sports too. You know, if you see athletes that are overly emotional yeah. or, you know, bad things happen and they get very dejected or down on themselves or what, then their performance starts to suffer and they make yeah. bad decisions. And the same thing happens in business. If you let things really get to you, you end up making some wrong moves um, or no move at all when you need to be moving. So resiliency and pivoting. I find that interesting still to this day. And I guess it's maybe either it's a lack of understanding of business versus, you know, emotions or a lack of mentorship or what have you, that people that are the overly emotional don't have as much resilience for one. Mm-hmm. And that they have, a, they have a tendency to throw their hands up in the air and say, why, why bother? This is, this is BS. I, I'm out. And, and they walk away from an absolutely viable. And I've seen this happen because I used to work with a, a, an angel investment group. They'll mm-hmm. throw their hands up in the air and they'll walk away from a perfectly viable idea, but unable to, like you said, shift, pivot, whatever you want to call it, and have that staying power of, well, okay, so that didn't work. Or the market's telling me that's not going to happen, you know, what else can we do? Right. Uh, the, I think that, I think one of the biggest, um, you, you, you probably follow Gary Vaynerchuk too. He's another one that talks a lot about that. It's just, you know, you gotta, you gotta do what works. You gotta do what the market wants. You can't do what you want. It doesn't right. work that way. Yeah. And, and in the midst of, and in the midst of that, you, you ended up running into a wall with j- just with the name six figure hustle, which I thought was freaking awesome. And the day that I started people, seeing the flurry of, of, of hits I, and I looked at it, I was like, what? I'd throw some background on that if you would. Yeah. Uh, so there was, so six figure grind, um, what was the name? And there was a lot of people that liked it. There was a lot of people that didn't like it. And this is what, you know, I started really getting into the customer feedback as this big thing, this big event that we'll talk about uh, happened. And so it's kind of a blessing in disguise, which I can kind of explain a little bit. But what happened is Facebook just at random decided, you know what, we're not going to allow this domain to be mentioned on Facebook anywhere, not in the feed, not in Messenger, not in ads, nowhere, nowhere. I couldn't even, if I pulled up my wife's chat, in Facebook and tried to say, hey, go check out the website. You know, I just, no. So everything you post regarding that old link comes back and says, this website is a violation of community standards and it gives no other explanation. And it doesn't matter how many times you contact Facebook and say, hey, 
what's going on here? What is the violation? Like I can make a change. I can do whatever you guys want. What they don't, all they send you back is formula responses that are out of context with what you're even asking. Yeah. And uh, so they, they basically blacklisted the domain, which is odd because the ads account that I was using is still active. I can actually run ads to any other website. Uh, I just can't do it to that domain. Uh, my Facebook profile did not get deactivated. My Facebook page did not get deactivated. So the page still works. The ad account still works. My personal profile still works. The domain is blacklisted. And it's not just me. Nobody in the world can type the domain sixfiguregrind.com into Facebook <clears throat> and try to mention it or their, their post will get rejected via community standards. So this happened overnight, uh, which made me have to assess because I'm thinking, all right, well, I, I can't use the, in, the biggest social platform in the world basically to promote my work. And it's not just an ads thing. It's, <clears throat> if somebody likes a blog article that I publish, they can't go on Facebook and share it, right? So, like that's a huge problem. That is so I started talking to some people. I talked to, um, you know, a Facebook ads expert uh, that I'm very close to. And I talked to a couple other people. And I think the general consensus was that the term six figure is kind of being cracked down on. I guess instead of going case by case, Facebook has kind of decided that they're just going to blanket blacklist people. Now, it's not even across the board, though, because I've seen other people using the term just fine. And so we really haven't come to a 100% a, a conclusion on this. And I still haven't got an explanation from Facebook. So basically, I was forced to rebrand the whole company, which that, like I said, is kind of a blessing in disguise, because uh, I believe the new name is a lot better. Uh, I know for a fact that a lot of people like the new name better. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people did not like at all the old name. In fact, some people told me, like, people will find my podcast and they'll say, hey, um, I heard you, you switched. And honestly, if you were still Six Figure Grind, I probably wouldn't have continued to listen or subscribed or whatever. Some people told me, the only reason I listened to your podcast, like, I didn't like the name, but people had recommended your podcast to me. That's the only reason I listened. If I hadn't had that recommendation, I probably wouldn't have listened. So I'm glad I got that feedback from certain people. That's, that's interesting to me. What, what was the reasoning for not liking the name? I, I don't understand. Uh, there's, so there's, there was a few reasons that there was overlap. Um, one was they feel like the term was just played out. So um, mm -hmm. they felt like it didn't represent the quality of the work that I put out on my podcast. Like they, they said the name kind of made it seem like a generic podcast, right? Where it's not. So they got like the wrong impression. Um, then there's other people who said uh, six, like to them in their mind, six figure is you're just breaking a hundred thousand dollars. And like when I originally designed it, I'm thinking, cause I'm, I'm all about lifestyle businesses and freedom businesses, sure. not building gigantic businesses. Right. Right. And so I'm thinking, 100,000 to 999,000, right? Like that's all six figures. But to some sure. people, it's just breaking that mark. And then if they're in New York or California, they're like, no, nah, I need yeah. a lot more than that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so it didn't resonate with them. There was a lot of different reasons. Um, and, you know, it just came to the conclusion that I, there's a lot of baggage around that term. Mm, yeah. That's kind of at the end of the day, that's what's going on. So what led you into digital ambition? Because I mean, I... I I, I'm one of the guys that likes the new name. 
I had no problem with the old name, by the way. Um, I, I liked what you came up with on the new name. Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that it's, it, it seems, uh, what's, I'm not looking, it's not, it's not, um, it's not ambiguous. It's not the word I'm looking for. I think it's, I think it's actually more all en encompassing, I think is the word yeah. I'm looking for. Cause you're not just thinking about, um, six figures. You're not just, you're not thinking about seven figures. You're thinking about what's the, what's the big picture is what it sounds like more to me. If that, if that makes sense. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I didn't want the, the name to pigeonhole me in any way. And I wanted to tap into the emotion that I think a lot of people are going to have. So we kind of go backwards just a little bit. I, I feel like we're at the, we're still in the wild, wild west of online business where yeah. Yeah. the vast majority of the economy has not figured out the opportunity that is sitting here online for them. And I know, at least for me, the biggest emotion that I had when considering the opportunities in online business was this gives you an like unlimited potential to tap into your ambition. Like the sky is the limit. Mm -hmm. and, and really, you know, you're able to work with people all over the world. You're not limited in any real capacity there. Um, you have no ceiling on your income anymore. So if you are ambitious and you have an internet connection and you have a laptop, then you're, here we go. Like yeah, the ride is, the ride there's begins. No ceiling. There's no more, there's no more walls. I mean, the only walls that are there are the ones that you create. Right. It's very interesting that it, it, there's a couple of experts that have recently been caught saying there is no more environmental excuse. Mm-hmm. Because even if you don't have a computer or an internet connection, there are cafes you can go sit down and you can run a business from there. You need yeah. to be careful with how you do it. But even somewhat generically, you can run a simple e-commerce store and still be doing stuff or, or just even using eBay. I mean, if you right. just need to upload stuff and just run, um, you know, like what Gary does on the week, still does on the weekends. I'm amazed. He goes out garage. Uh, garage. I know. I, know. I, I think that's, I, for one, I think that's amazing. I admire him for it because it's just like, dude, how much are you making? You're still out doing this? He right. Doesn't the point, obviously, but I mean. Yes, yes, yes. You don't have really, the excuses have been removed with the internet. And I do agree that it's it's still the wild west. There are some things out there that, I mean, I, I just learned recently, and this isn't necessarily the net, this is one of the platforms, that there's a certain, um, there's a certain part of their ads platform nobody's using. Nobody mm -hmm. is using. And it was brought to my attention by another internet marketer, a uh, very well-known one. Uh, I can't mention him here, but because we're doing some stuff together. But I can tell you, the moment he said it, I thought about it, and I said, you know, I've only seen it twice. I've only seen that particular part of that ad platform twice. I'll share it with you after we get off. Uh, yeah, sure. I've only seen it twice. And it's twice in the last two years that I've seen it, which tells me nobody, either nobody knows how to use it right or ain't nobody using it. Either right. one is awesome. So having the Wild West on the internet available to anybody and then being able to come across like, so digital ambition as a, as a, as a company or is it a platform? Is it an app? What is it? It's a platform. It's a platform for people to come and I, I call it feeding their digital ambition, right? You have, nice. and that's the question I want to ask people is, do you have digital ambition? If you have digital ambition, if you are ambitious about building an online business, then I want you to come through me. And if you have aspirations, if your ambition wants to take you to 
building some giant company, then that's fine. But I can show you where to start, right? Yeah. And for, for the most part, I am for the people who want to start uh, an online lifestyle business where they can build something that is an income producing asset that makes a positive impact in the world that pays all of their bills that gives them money above and beyond that to build a wealth engine, to, to build real generational wealth and not to worry about growing beyond that because a lot of times going beyond that means big teams and more stress. And then I definitely don't want people uh, getting in the position where they're trying to take on like venture capital and all this. Like that's not for me. That's not my audience, you know, like that's cool if you want to do that, but that's not my audience, right? Um, so if you have digital ambition for an online freedom business, that's really my question is, do you have digital ambition? And that's why the, the name is there. And then like I sign off every podcast, it's, you know, until next time, keep feeding your digital ambition because I want people to stay engaged with this stuff, even if they're not trying to get online full time, right? right. Like it could just be a side hustle thing. Right. Uh, and I tell people that all the time. If you love your job, you know, I, I harp on traditional jobs all the time. And mainly because the stats show that 70, 75%-ish people aren't happy in their traditional job. So I got to harp on that, right? But if you're one of those people that love it, cool. But I think you're kind of crazy if you're not tapping into the online space to some capacity, even if it's for insurance purposes, right? Or extra money to help build more wealth because there's so little risk and so much opportunity. Yeah, I, I think for a lot of, it's interesting that you mentioned if you love your job, don't quit it. And, I'm, I, and I happen to agree with that because they're, I do have some friends that are that are very happy with what they do in their job. Now, I live in Los Angeles, yeah. so that job could be a number of different things. But like I know some VIP hosts, they would never leave their job, but they have digital ambition. In fact, mm -hmm. now that I thought about it, I need to reach out to a couple of them and point them in your direction. <laughs> but, yeah. but they're looking at they're looking at the ability to make the income that they make. They do very well. Of course, they have very late nights because you know they're up taking care of people, going to clubs and going in and gambling, et cetera, et cetera. When it's all said and done, they have nothing left. They have nothing else to do. Hey, Carlos. Right. They, and so, so it's like, well, is that all? Is there nothing else? And I'm like, well, you could do something else. You know, you could go out and serve. You could go out or like what you're talking about, create another side hustle. And then, of course, there's the normal ones, the ones that are all the hopefuls, I like to call them, or the, or the wannapreneurs. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and, they, and they don't have... They don't have the, the business savvy just yet, nor have they stepped into it. So I'm, I, if I hear this correctly, digital ambition is actually a place where they can learn and build mm -hmm. while they learn and, and build wealth around that. Now, whether they are able to do that right out the gate or not, you know, what do you see people doing? I mean, when, when they come to you and, mm -hmm. and obviously you're trying to teach them something, you, do you see people taking off like with real digital ambition or is it still kind of people are not quite clear of what they're doing yet or what, what do you run into? So there are some people that come to, I mean, it's a good question. Like I, I segment my audience. And so there's a, there's a lot of thought that goes into this because somebody that has digital ambition with no idea is in a completely different position than someone with digital ambition and a solid idea. Yeah. Right. If you have a yeah. solid idea, I mean, we're ready to rock and roll. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so I, and this is why I've structured like the offerings the way that I have. So I basically have two membership communities. I have a membership community for people who are just starting out for the pure beginners. And then I have a membership community for more advanced people. 
Nice. And so if you come to me and you say, hey, I, I have digital ambition, I want to start an online business, the first question I ask is, do you already have an audience you want to serve in mind or a business idea of some sort or no? And when they answer that question, they go down one of two paths. So if, they're, if they say, I don't have an idea, I have no idea what I want to do, but I have digital ambition, I want to make this stuff happen. Then it goes down a path of, all right, let's start to work on cultivating an idea. And we have a process for how to cultivate that idea. If they say, hey, I already have an idea or an audience I want to serve, then we go through a little validation process. And if, it all, if all the checks work out, then right. I say, let's go. Let's go ahead and launch this thing and, and get to work building it. And then I have an eight-week roadmap for how to do that. So and it you is- treat that like a, You treat that like a launch funnel or how do you- uh, for their, for their, like launching their business or yeah, for, for, the, for the ones that have the established that. idea. Yeah. Yeah. If they have an established idea, then we follow a, a step-by-step process of like, I don't have them build out a full website. Um, we build what's called a hook and lure website. We work on messaging first. We work on really tapping into exactly what that audience wants and needs. And so it's a very deliberate process from start to finish. Nice. And the goal is by the end of eight weeks, if you're not making some revenue, you're at least bringing in some really solid leads on the path yeah. to yeah. revenue. Um, and of course, you know, we want to temper expectations as well. Like sometimes people read a book and they're like, oh, I'm going to make millions in <laughs> four weeks, you know, like, so we have to make sure the expectations are in alignment, but yeah, for yeah. sure. Like I, I'm always, it, it's, it's a, do you have an idea? Or do you not have an idea? Now, sometimes people say, oh, I have an idea. And then you start to have them explain the idea to you. And you're like, eh, okay, we got to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We got to build a little structure around this thing. Yeah, right. Uh, take off with it, right? And we maybe, maybe need some validation first. Yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, in a lot of what I teach, I tell people like, you know, the people that come to me and say, I have an idea, I'm less excited to work with them then somebody that comes to me and says, I don't, ha I don't know what my business is going to do, but I know who I want to help. Damn. And when they tell me that, I'm much more excited because that's actually a much better way to start. I would totally agree. Only because you have, you have an easier time figuring out what the audience is actually in need of rather than trying yeah. to force something into their face. You got, you're like, well, what do you want? Exactly. Which is, which is the original idea of an entrepreneur, find a need, fill a need. People can come in and they look at, a, at an audience. They're like, well, what do um, 32 to 37-year-old single moms want the most? That's not hard to figure out. You, know, yeah. you can go out online and do some searches, and I'm sure the single moms are blogging about their problems. Yeah, for it sure. Wouldn't take, it wouldn't take long. So, I mean, yeah, I, I get where you're saying. When, when I worked with the, um, the angel group that I was with, um, part of my job was to sit down with the new tech kids. Uh, yeah, that we're all designing apps and platforms and all that kind of stuff. And, that, and I'm, I'm in Las Vegas, so I hung out downtown near the Zappos uh, user lib. And I was floored at how many amazing ideas there were. And their only challenge was they had no business savvy. Mm. They're all, they were great programmers. And I, and I sat down with like maybe 10 or 12 of them, I guess. And, and one actually had an offer from Pepsi to, to, create an agreement because he had figured out some kind of live streaming thing and Pepsi wanted to talk with him. And I said, are you, are you covered? Is your IP covered? And he goes, no, it's my IP. I said, I will, will time out. Is your IP covered? Do you have IP trademark and property, intellectual property rights, copyright, all that stuff. You got that in place yet? He goes, no. 
<laughs> Never saw it come to market. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm glad that we're talking about this because if anybody that's listening to this on, on anchor, anybody that's watching this on YouTube or something like that, here's, here's the guy I, I forgot. I turned the camera around. Here's the guy <laughs> right here that can actually teach you how to be aware of what it is you need to be aware of when it comes to starting something online. If you have a, especially if you have a, um, an IP, an intellectual property versus an actual mm -hmm. product and you go online and you decide to promote it. If you don't have the right things in place, Anybody can copy it and run off with yep. it. Um, I actually know the gentleman that came up with the formula for the progressive jackpot. Mm. He never, he never IP protect. no protection. He didn't patent it. Someone else, someone else found out about it and scooped him. Mm. To this day, well, he's no longer alive, but I mean, at the time that I knew him, man was a, had a very humble living back in Hawaii on the big island. He could have been a multi, multi-millionaire. Yeah. So if you, if you're not sure about it and you guys are listening to this or watching this, make sure you connect with Kevin. Kevin's up on Facebook. Kevin, where else are you at? So Instagram, Facebook, and, um, the, the website, the podcast, YouTube, YouTube, I'm going hard on YouTube for the rest of 2019. Good. Good. Um, yeah, that is a, that's my biggest project for 2019. I'm not huge on social. Uh, I'm really big on content channels though. So the podcast was first and I wanted to make sure I didn't spread myself too thin. Right. So I, I hammered the podcast like really hard and I got it to a really good place. And now I feel like, all right, I have the bandwidth to go into YouTube now, which is actually a channel I really wanted to be on because it's a, I think it's, it's probably the most powerful channel um, other than podcasting. Mm -hmm. And the only reason is because of the video, the visual component of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, podcasting obviously has some really unique advantages. Yeah. But I think overall, for the people who are into watching video, there's no better way to connect with those kind of people. Completely agree. Um, I have a channel called Seven Minute Marketer. I'm starting to pile on all these interviews and racking them and stacking them. And of course, these, the searchability, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the ability to drive traffic at it using YouTube, you know, native ads and, and normal paid advertisements. But yep. um, the, the only thing, the only reason why I was doing Anchor, for one, Anchor is free. They syndicate for you. And then it, they push it out to like 11 other. I found myself on Spotify, dude. And I was like, I'm what? I'm on Spotify. Nice. How the hell did that happen? And yeah. apparently others. So when I learned that, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep going on this. And so I've been building that up too. So all of these, you know, I take the audio out of this. It goes over to Anchor as well. And I get listenership, you know, it's not huge, but it's something. And, and then yeah. I can drive traffic at that as well. And, and the big advantage, obviously, on that one is if somebody's at work, they can't watch video. Right, exactly. But they get our voice, they get the inflection, they get the content, again, content platform, and, be, and, and being able to give them the wisdom and knowledge that we have and sharing it with others, it just makes total sense. So YouTube, what's the, what's the name of the channel on the YouTube? So just search for Digital Ambition and it'll come up. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. And but yeah, the, um, the, the podcast, same thing, Digital Ambition, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. I know everybody's got their own favorite little app. Uh, but yeah, like so with, with podcasting, and I think this is why I went with that channel first. Uh, I have more experience with podcasting. Nice. And I don't think like the biggest unique advantage to me, uh, especially because sometimes I'll do longer shows. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times I'll do short, you know, pithy things as well. Um, but 
you know, the ability to just be in somebody's ear for 45 straight minutes. I mean, the people, the, the people that watch a 45 minute video, I don't think are nearly in the same quantity as people that will listen to a 45 minute podcast. I, I, I agree guess, with that. I really yeah, they're two, that. two hours, three hours deep into podcasts. Oh, yeah, you, yeah you, that's you, very if, rare for video. If the, if the content is really good, I mean, on video, it's got to be a movie. But if it's a podcast and it's really good, you'll forget time. Yeah, I mean, you'll be yeah. working away and you'll look down and be like, holy shit, an hour and a half later? What the hell? Absolutely. And, and the retention is interesting too, how much you can pull just from listening, even while doing other stuff. So, right. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's a good move. I haven't gotten to that, that level yet where I'm doing an hour and a half. I want to get there. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Sit down and pull. Um, but having interviews like this, sitting with you, I mean, we've only been on for, I don't know, half hour. Mm -hmm. so, and, and, you know, I love to say I'll run down any rabbit home, I guess, wants to run down. You know, when it comes to talking about experiences, when it comes to talking about business, if it's business, great. If it's personal, I could care less because there's always some kind of life experience that's worth listening to. Right. Uh, you mentioned you're a family man, correct? I believe. I am. And you have? I have three kids. Three kids? Three kids all under seven. Yeah, six and a half, three and a half, and 18 months. Congratulations, daddy, three times. That's awesome. Yes, yes. Yeah, I've got a 17-year-old. Here it comes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to scare you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard. I've heard. I mean, I, you know, there's just the challenges don't go away. They just change, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you have And depending on whether it's a son or a daughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I have three daughters. They're all, so they're all girls. Ooh. Yeah. Brother, I feel for you. <laughs> I got a, I lucked out. I got a boy. I have friends that's got daughters. They all looked at me and they went, you're so lucky you got a boy. I'm like, how bad can it be? And they're like, come here, let me show you their room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I mean, thankfully they're all, they're all very, uh, they're all sweet. And, um, you know, they, they until they hit 13. From what yeah, I've, heard. I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. Too. Hormones <laughs> Yeah. Premonitions, my friend. Be ready. It's gonna be. It's gonna be exciting. That's <laughs> all I know. Yes. It's be exciting. I, I always get exciting. That's this all course. I know. Yes. Be exciting. I, I always get a kick out of new parents that have you know children that are in the age range that you got, <clears throat> and the rest of us parents that have teens that are about to you know fly the nest eventually. Mm -hmm. um, and and we're all looking at each other, going, "These poor kids have no clue, do they? No, they don't. They have no idea. Like, <laughs> okay, we love them. We love them. We'll, we'll 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 hug them when they need it. And 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 we're talking about the parents, not the kids. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. There's. Uh, it's it's like you know, new, even if you have a three-year-old or four-year-old and then there's a parent with a baby, you mm. know, mm. you're like, man, you don't even know. You don't yeah. even know. You, you want to cherish those years. They start growing. It's over. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but it's also, it's also, uh, it, it's also like empathy for, for the growth that a human has to go through as a parent, because it changes the whole dynamic of life. Mm -hmm. When we do business or when we were doing business, when we first started, we didn't have kids. Who were we doing it for? We didn't really know how many kids we were going to have. We didn't really know what our family life was going to be like later. I mean, right. I'm not sure when you started your journey, but mine started even before I had my son because I had another business with my ex-wife at the time. Mm -hmm. and, you know, time goes on and it's like, okay, this business is no longer for me and her. Now it's for him. Yeah. These things that I do are no longer for us. It's for, 
it's it's the same all the way down the line. And as and as it goes, now you're talking about you mentioned in the earlier. You know, if you want to build a legacy, how do you do it? You have to have something that can produce consistently and is treated as an asset. You know, whether that's IP or actual widget. And right. And then who are you doing it for? So the why changes. Like you said, you have to be ready to shift again. Yeah. That's why I shifted in the first, that's why I went from to that brick and mortar business that I was in the martial arts studio. I mean, by the end, I didn't like the way the industry was headed uh, with just like kind of selling belts and not really caring about quality and all of that. And I was just getting burnt out on it. But my first daughter was born in 2012. And when she was born, you know, the idea of like leaving her to go to this place that I hated being at, that just didn't make sense anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, if like, I, have to, I have to make a shift and I want to shift into a position of much more freedom. I don't want to be tied to a location yeah. or a schedule yeah. or anything else. So would you say, I'm gonna, I'm in, I'm, let me make sure I word this right. Would you say that that shift came as a point of necessity a point of desire or a hybrid of both? A hybrid. Yeah, for sure. A hybrid. Yeah. I think, I think, and I think a lot of times most people don't, don't understand what that means until they're in that situation. And it's right. not always about kids either. Not always, it's not always about our children. Sometimes it's just a situation. Like if someone has to take care of an ailing mother or a father, mm-hmm. or maybe they're taking care of grandma, grandpa, and everything has to shift. And I've, and I've talked to other people about this, how can you encourage somebody that's in a situation like that? I mean, we've got 18 hours in a day mm-hmm. that we're actually awake. Yep. What would you say to somebody that hasn't considered something like this to be able to, to one, encourage them and two, give them some like, dude, there's hope. You're not stuck where you're at. You can do more. Right. What would you say? Yes, yeah, so I did an I did an episode on this uh, a long, well, I don't know how long a long time is, but online it's kind of a long time. It's buried in the archives. I know that. So, so good time so to bring it back. You realize, you realize you're going to have to go find that link so we can put it on this. On this I'm going to have to. All right. I'll, I'll look for it. Um, so what I basically was talking about in that episode was take a look at why you like what you think about entrepreneurship. What mm. were you taught about entrepreneurship? Because what I found is if you look at this, 15,000 hour public school system that most people have gone through. Their idea of entrepreneurship is it's very risky. You need a killer idea. You know, you need, you need to like be revolutionizing something uh, because all they talk about in, in school and really in society, a lot of times when you talk about entrepreneurship is like all the pioneers. That's all the stories that get told is all these pioneers, right? It's actually a terrible thing to be a pioneer which is, I, I tell people that all the time, like, you know, pioneer, that's a very risky position to be in. Sure. Uh, most pioneers don't, don't uh, become known because they all fail, right? Well, most pioneers are the ones that ended up facing the Indians. They didn't do too good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you end up with a back full of arrows, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that it's, people think there's no hope because of these things they've been told, right? I need a revolutionary idea. It's super risky. I need a lot of capital. I need this, I need that. I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if I can do it. So I ask people to analyze that. Like, what do you believe about? Cause here are the facts, right? You can start on the side part-time with very little risk, 
with very little money and you don't need a revolutionary idea. You need to sit down, you need to figure out what you're passionate about, where you have some proficiencies, see mm. if there's any overlap there, yep. and then find out what audience you can serve with that. And then we're gonna go investigate what that audience really, really needs. And then we're just gonna give them that. And it's a really basic, straightforward plan. And so if people understand like, wow, this stuff that I thought that was required is not actually required. And I can do this on the side. And when it grows, see, that's the other thing about entrepreneurship is we hear these stories of you got to jump off one ship and then swim like crazy to this other ship before you drown. Yeah. And that's not the case. No. You know, Dave Ramsey gives that classic advice of if you're going to step off the dock, make sure there's a boat waiting for you. So we have a job that you're in, which you don't like, that's cool, and you feel hopeless, but we're gonna keep that so that you have security, and we're gonna build this other thing on the side, and we're gonna slowly let that boat pull up to the dock. And then when it's ready, you just step off the thing you hate onto the thing that's gonna take you to where you wanna go. And there's not gonna be much risk. Do you ever see that, um, that little video going around about that, it shows a kid in a pool on his back, screaming his head off because he thinks he's gonna drown. And then it- Is then he holding I, on to I a guess, branch? Yeah, right. holding on to something. And then I yeah. guess his mom or somebody comes and puts his feet down on the ground and he stands up. And, and he's like, sudden, oh, that's oh, right. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I, I, I'm telling you, because of the internet, as you've described, I, I'm telling you, that's exactly what we what we have now is we have a bunch of people, like you said, what do you know about entrepreneurship? Oh, it's a deep ocean. No, it's not really. Mm -hmm. and, and, and here's my story on that. Back in, I think about the same time, 2012, um, I believe around the holidays, I was drop shipping to make money. I was selling Barbie doll houses. Mm -hmm. Like... Every time I put one ad up, it, it, I, somebody would just pick it up and buy it. And I was making a buck 50 per, per, per house. And like right up to like a couple days before Christmas and, and second day shipping and, you know, making sure the thing actually made it to some house in the middle of nowhere that didn't have a, a, a fence or something to put the, the box down. So it was kind of exposed. Mm -hmm. I think if people would really take an honest look at entrepreneurship and realize that there's a lot more available than they think. Even the simplest of ideas. Now, I didn't really enjoy doing that. It was just something to do because I need some extra cash on the side, just like you said. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it was something to do that would take care of a few things. And it did. If, if people will stop being afraid of what's possible and, you know, find a mentor like yourself, be part of a community like, like a digital ambition and, and learn. I think they probably find they have a lot more ideas in their head than they thought. For sure. And maybe a bigger heart to serve than, than they realized because there's no yeah. more extra stress. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. And yeah. And what I tell people all the time is look at, you can't just focus on the money. Like mm. I want them to look at other payoffs as well. So the payoff of being location independent and, and schedule independent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where you have, let's say you were making 80 grand a year, but you hated your job. You were right. tied to location. You right. were tied to a schedule. You sat in rush hour traffic every day. All right. And you, we, we put you in an online business. Maybe your ceiling is for a while, 60 or seven. You're making less money. Yes. But <clears throat> what is the other stuff that's paying off big time for you, right? This location freedom, the schedule freedom. 
a positive impact that you are making with your own hands and your brain and your ambition, there is a real payoff for yeah. all of that stuff. I tell people now that a successful online freedom business, regardless if it just if it just pays your bills, yeah. if it just sustains <clears throat> you where you're comfortable, you don't even have to be rich. Yeah. It just sustains you to where you're comfortable. That's the new FU money. All right. Because what, what did, what did FU money have to be in the past? It had to be so much money that you could tell all these traditional jobs, screw you. I'm out. Right. Yep. You don't have to have a lot of money anymore. You just need the vehicle yep. of an online business to be able yep. to work from anywhere in the world yep. at any time. You don't need a lot of money to say F you now. Yep. And that's, it's interesting because most people also think that that particular thing, the F you money meant private jets and, luxurious cars and all this other stuff. I'm like, what if you don't like that stuff? And I know yeah, people or, that don't. They want nothing to do. Or what about all the people that have that stuff and can't say F you? Most of, because, those, people, most of those people at, at, don't. They can't because right, they're tied right. to other things. They're high-priced slaves. Yeah. I mean, I, and I get a kick out of that. Like, there's a couple of guys that are out there that, that have, like, well, what's his name? Um, Dan Locke. He teaches people to, to, to mm -hmm. sell. That's really what he, that's his business. He teaches yep. people to close high-ticket deals. It's not really a business, but he makes a lot of money teaching it. Yeah. Um, and he, he has all the stuff that he has because he learned a skill. So it's a skill set that he shares. I, if I end up with a Bentley one of these days, awesome. If I don't, awesome. Yeah, because I'm, I'm free, yeah. right? Like, that's it, it, a huge payoff. Yeah, I mean, if I, I, I like going outside on my patio and, and maybe taking a walk down my street because I can. Right. That, I think... Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal, I think, for a lot of people, too. And it, it's also, for quite a few people, a little, in their own mind, out of reach. So that comes down to mindset. How do you, how do you begin to get people to understand that there is that opportunity? We can sit here and talk about it all day and say, yeah, there's an opportunity. Yeah, you can do this. Yeah, you can do that. But how do you get somebody to start really looking at, really? I mean, I mean, yeah. You know it, it, I mean, you understand how I'm, I'm posturing that is like, there's a ton of people out there that still think, it's not possible. Right. And you and I well, both I mean, the opposite. It feels, and that's, this kind of goes back to the wild, wild west thing is mm. it kind of feels like a, a situation. And this is, comes from the marketing that a lot of people have done where, you know, there's a big difference between me saying, build a legitimate online business. And then all these people running around going, make money online, make money online, make money online. Is, and so, yeah. Yeah, which and you then you see jets and you car and cars and girls and all this stuff and you feel like this is like there's my radar's going off or like this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem my like this should meters going off. In fact, yes, it's breaking. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then so that is that turns people off. Yeah. And okay. what they don't realize is no, 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 no. There's a super legit way to do the stuff that people have been doing offline for the entirety of human history. Just can happen online now. Like, oh, sure. you're, not, you're not scamming people. You're not spamming people. This isn't magic. We're, we're building a real business here. It's just a digital business. It's going to take work. It's going to take time. Yeah. It's gonna, you have to invest in it like any normal entrepreneur. And it, it, again, it, it kind of baffles me to, to see all the noise that you and I both see on a daily basis. I go ad stalking because that's where I'm strong is it's paid advertising. So, but mm -hmm. I, I literally go ad stalking to see half the crap that people put out there. And I look at it and I'm like, and then I go to their, then I go to their landing page just to see, you know, sometimes I'll subscribe, yeah. pick up their free stuff and see what's in it. And I'm like, you're not saying anything that anybody else is saying, dude, you're not, right. you're not saying anything unique. I mean, 
this is your value. Yeah. You know, so I, I, that's, that's why I'm like, you know, how do we, how do we change the game for that person that that's been running into all of those, you know, and, and tell them, look, don't quit. You haven't found, you know, you haven't found a digital ambition yet. You haven't found an OMG yet. You haven't found a, you know, that kind of thing. Where do we, where do we do that? How do we, how do we get these people to understand? I mean, you're doing it, obviously podcasting videos. I'm doing it here, podcasting and videos, driving traffic or not. But I mean, I still don't know that, that we're reaching enough people. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I mean, I think authenticity wins in the long run. There you go. We just um, had that, that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Authenticity wins in the long run. It's kind of like the, um, the chatbot thing, the messenger thing, right? Where you saw, a, you saw it explode and like marketers who are very shiny objecty and just <laughs> you know, trying to capitalize on every latest and greatest thing rushed into it. Yep. And it got so overblown and just used in, improperly and they kind of ruined it. And Facebook had to even take some steps back and say, whoa, 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 hold on. We don't like what's going on here, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, and then it all went quiet. It all went, at least that was my interpretation is it just seemed like it went silent. There are very few left that, can, that are doing anything with it worthwhile. Yeah. Right. I can, I can name but, one hand. Yeah, but that brings in the opportunity for the authentic people to actually go in and use it the yeah. right way. Yeah. And we can, do, we can do all these other channels. It's like SEO. And SEO worked itself out, right? Oh, yeah. Like it a eventually. lot of the black, so many black hat people lost so much stuff that it kind oh, yeah. of, the decision was made like, we can't risk doing this stuff anymore, you know? And so the authenticity now is winning, right? Like the content is, that's being ranked is legitimately really good content. And, you know, so it always works out on the side of authenticity in the end. So cool. I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. We were actually talking about that on my last interview um, last week with, um, with Justin Zerlitich, who actually does my, my graphics and stuff for my OBS and all that stuff. Um, it was a really big deal with us. And, and only because of what I was talking about before is that I do still hear people running into these deal makers that come out and do all the screaming and yelling about here, make money online here. You can do this here. You can do that. Make a business. We've coached hundreds of businesses and I look at it and it's like, come to our event and we'll, we'll do a boot camp. And I'm, I'm like, I worked for one of those guys that did that uh, directly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the, the, the promise was when you leave, you'll have a two year plan. No one ever left with a two year plan. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I was working with them, I tried to help people create a two-year plan at those seminars. And yet they get testimonials of how an amazing experience it was and all the networking was valuable and this worked and that worked. And I'm like, yeah, but you paid for this and didn't get it. Didn't get it, yeah. Where's the authenticity? Where's the, so, you know, I, I, part of ways amicably, I still love the, I think it's hearts in the right place, but it's not, it's not quite what it should be. When... And I'll throw this out as my, my little contribution of advice. When you come across any of those ads, for those of you that are listening or watching, when you come across any one of those ads and you see people saying, we've coached hundreds of people or thousands of people, or we've helped hundreds of businesses get to this level or that level, and then you see the testimonials, really pay attention to what's being posted. Really pay attention to the content of what people are saying. And then find out, if you can, find out, you know, is this, is there a disclaimer in there? Or this is atypical because the moment you see that one, 
realize that there's a little more work in there that you might not be ready for. Mm-hmm. And, and that this journey of, of being an entrepreneur, no, it's not everything it's cracked up to be. It never, it never has been. Right. But there are some authentic people out there that can help you navigate that water, that waterway that seems a little rocky because they've already been there. They've already done that. They know what they're up to and they know how to get you through it. Um, it's the pilot boat in any, in any harbor. You know what that is, right? No. Tell me. Um, so when, when large ships come into harbors, that I know nothing cruise, about sailing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all good. So, so when, when you, when you, um, if you're on a cruise ship and the cruise ship's coming into an unfamiliar port, in other words, the captain's never been there or maybe only been there once or twice. There's a little boat called a pilot boat. That boat goes out and meets the big boy and leads them in the moment. And the moment they get in, that's when the tugs pull up and they, they take care of the rest of it. But that little pilot boat knows the waterway so well that it'll tell you two degrees left. Now you're getting close to rocks. And that's exactly what you do. And that's kind of what I do as well with some of the people that I work with. It's look, here's where the market isn't and you're headed in that direction. Right. You know, or here's what you can do to serve. And this is a wide open waterway. You know, um, Russell Brunson likes to talk about blue ocean. Well, mm-hmm. you, you know where the blue oceans are because you're constantly navigating with people. So that's, yeah, my, that's, a, that's my thought. It's actually a, it's a, it's a fantastic point. Um, it's why I just, I just did a podcast episode on this and sent out an email and made a really big decision that, so let's talk about online courses for a second, right? Okay, do it. I kind of made the decision that mm. um, online courses, at least for my audience, is not really what people need. Yeah. Um, they're okay. very linear. Yeah. But it's what everybody seeks out, right? They're like, oh, I'm going to buy this online course, that online course. And what, are, what happens? Like they do half of it. Uh, they don't really execute that much. They don't get a lot out of it. But they, they do pat themselves on the back for <laughs> signing up for it, investing in themselves, right? But nothing ever – and what I found is that like what and – I, and I looked at – sorry. Was, <laughs> I have no idea hey, what happened. we're on Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> crashing down around here. Um, <laughs> No, what, what, I, what I found is that like if in my own life, and I, I think about other entrepreneurs that I know, and I just said that if, if you shadowed 100 entrepreneurs day to day, and they, they're going to run into challenges, issues, all sorts of stuff, right? Yep. How many of them would like just do this and go, you know, I really wish I had an online course right now. I really wish I had a book right now. Like they don't look, they don't seek out linear advice no. channel. You know what they say? I wish I had somebody who knew exactly how to fix this, that I can talk to, that I can bounce ideas off of, that can give me insight. They need people. Not, they don't seek out courses and books. They seek out people, right? Yeah. And so knowing that, I said, I can't in, in like good conscience for me just produce online courses for people. I want to create communities where they can come in and they can get personalized guidance and mentoring on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, because that's really what they need, where an online course is like, all right, do this, do this, do this. And even if they execute on that, well, you do step one and the market doesn't respond the way you thought they would respond. Yeah, what happens now? Step two and step three don't matter anymore. And what are you going to do? You can't ask the course for help. Like, yeah. hey, module one, what do I do now? No, yeah, that's not going to happen. You need people, right? So. Yeah, that, that, that falls into the argument for mentorship. Yeah, absolutely. Or community and coaching, which is all three. And I'm not talking about upgrades to it. I'm talking about if you're in a community, and because mentors are not 
necessarily paid. In fact, most mentors I had were not. And mm -hmm. I've mentored others and I didn't get paid. Um, but the idea is that as, a, as that community, when people can mentor each other, they can share their experiences, they can share their actualities. It's like having, mm -hmm. it's like having the, the, the handyman you can call on a moment's notice because you've got a leak on the, on the sink and he just goes, oh, right. just this. That's it? Yeah, just tighten what? It's right yeah. there. That's all? Yeah, and all of a sudden the thing works again. You're like, holy crap, I, I almost called a plumber. Right. Kind of deal. You know what I mean? Or wandered around Home Depot for two hours. Yeah, and <laughs> in the sink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many times have yeah. we seen that one? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I mean, if you, if you look at like one of the biggest, this is, and this is the worst part of my job, right? Mm. Is people will come to me finally after they've been Whoa. figuring it out on their own yep. for nine months, 12 yeah. months, 24 months. And they show me their thing. I'm like, cool, what's your website? Let me check it out. I'll just take a look real quick. And I go there and I start reading and then I can see some obvious issues. <laughs> and then I, I pop the big question on them. I'm like, how much money have you made so far? Zero dollars. Or, or like, well, you know, I've, I've made a few dollars here and there. And it's like, oh man, this is, and by that point, you know how to fix it. But the oh, question sure. is, do, are they emotionally drained at this, like two years of, or a year and a half or however long? Or emotionally locked into what they've created. Yes, yes, I can't change. That's I poured every, they're pot committed, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, yeah. So those are the hardest conversations to have because it's like, man, if you had like just asked for some guidance in the very beginning, none of this catastrophe would have ever happened. <laughs> I love the way you put it. None of this. This is an epic saga. Yes. Not good. Yeah. I, I, I obviously I've had clients in the past where, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly the, the least expensive investment when it comes to running the gen ad campaigns, traffic, et cetera, et cetera. And I've had people come back and go, Hey, um, can we talk about um, maybe working together? And I said, I thought you found somebody that, you know, was a, was a lesser investment that was going to help. Yeah. I'd, didn't quite work out and I go and look at their ads campaign nada I mean just mm -hmm. the targeting's off the messaging's wrong there's no there's no proper content in it and, and I'm just like um I'm gonna have to start over just so you know <laughs> yeah of, uh, everything that I shared with you this guy never even bothered using so um we gotta start. and that's hard for them to hear oh it's oh it's super hard yeah. can't you just fix what <laughs> I'm not yeah, gonna know somebody else's mess. Yeah. <laughs> we're, just gonna, we're just gonna let that one go and just start over. It I, again, it goes back to if you are somebody that's listening or watching, and you're considering this, you're hearing you're, you're actually hearing two different perspectives. You're hearing somebody who's a practitioner that just happens to be doing an interview, and you're hearing somebody who's a mentor, this Kevin over here, that actually teaches people and helps people and mentors people and gets them through the process of getting you ready and getting you turning revenue to a point that you might need somebody like me down the road that can actually do that kind of traffic drive that can get you into that, that next scalable moment. If you choose to go that far, you know, I'm, I'm really more for the established brick and mortar agencies and that's who I usually work with. But yep. if somebody hasn't gone through what you teach and they try to go do ads, I I'm, I'm the first one to go. Don't just don't. If you haven't produced enough content, if you haven't produced enough value in your marketplace that people would do anything, you have no audience in the first place. So yep. who are you can target when you go paid? 
you're you're throwing more money at the wall. I, Grandma spaghetti isn't that good, you know. <laughs> so it's 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 a matter of where do you start. You start with somebody like Kevin. You start with somebody who knows and has been there, and has been doing it, has been doing it with other people. You know, it, guys. By the way, the the link to find um, uh, digital ambition is going to be in the descriptions wherever you're at. Make sure that you take a look, take a listen, find Kevin's page. Um, your training on on um, the hook page, I loved it. I watched it. That's cool. spot on, bro. Um, so awesome. If you guys ever get a chance, go look. Um, I'll put his, if you don't mind, I'll put up your, your that, that particular post's link. Yeah, so sure. Take a look and give, give, a, give a look at what you do. You've reached a level of success right now that you're happy with, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, I mean, I always want to be, I always want to reach more people. Sure. You know, at the end of the day. Uh, and that's really what I think about. You know, a lot of people are like, I want to scale my income. I want to scale it. And I'm really like, I want to scale my impact. Like there's so many more people that sure. need to hear this kind of stuff. And sure. so every day when I wake up, I kind of feel like, no, we need to get this out to more people. Cool. So you have reached that. You, you, that's, that seems, is that your biggest challenge right now? Like at, at the level that you're at, is that what you consider your biggest challenge is just reaching more? Um, Yes and no. Yes and no. Um, what, what would be your biggest challenge right now? I think my biggest challenge right now is getting a lot of the people, kind of what we already talked about, a mm -hmm. lot of the people who have digital ambition, but they have a lot of insecurity around starting. I would love <clears throat> to be able to get more of those people to start. Now, obviously, if somebody has an idea and they're ready to go, like I love working, I, like that's my target person, right? Sure. I, it's a lot of work sure. to convince people to get off the bench and get into <clears throat> the game. But from an impact standpoint, if I can't get people off the bench and into the game, I am failing in that capacity. Even though I really shouldn't, good business would probably say, don't focus on those people because they're right. too much work and there's not as much profit there, right? right. But from an impact standpoint, <clears throat> it, it is important to me. So that would be a biggest challenge kind of area. Cool. Yeah, just because the first one doesn't do as well as they think, it, it doesn't mean that they stop. Right. I mean, there's the next, there's always the next, there's always the next idea. There's always the next business that they can still like, they can still enjoy. And, and maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's they, hopefully, actually, in some cases, maybe they realize it's not about the money. Maybe they realize it's about the impact or maybe it's, it's just about being able to stay home. Right. Everybody's different, right? Okay, cool. Yeah. Brother, man, we have, we have hit an hour. That's cool. You're my first. It's quick. That's all. Yeah. Tell me about it. Right. Yeah, um, it, it, that and I've I've really enjoyed our time together. Well, he finally takes a drink of his coffee. It was supposed to be no, no, no. I've been drinking it. I've been oh, drinking okay. it. Yeah, and I haven't been paying attention, or I've been drinking coffee. Oh, the the Where's your? <laughs> I haven't seen you drink coffee. Where's your coffee? Oh, I I had my coffee. There you go. It was okay, full. good. It was full for about the first twenty minutes. Um, thank you very much for hanging out with me, man. I, I mean, we didn't we didn't really get to connect much before this, um, but I've totally enjoyed doing this with you, learning more about you. Um, I do wish you all the best for business, for family, um, with the little ones. Um, and, and, you know, let's stay in touch, man, because. Oh, I'm yeah, sure I will. Absolutely. There's, there's, oh, I need the link to that podcast we were talking about. Yep. So I can put I that will. in. Um, I'll go ahead and put the link in to any of the descriptions with regards to that, that training that you did on the, on the webhook for the landing page, because um, I thought that was awesome. 
Um, and any other information you think I should put in there, just send it over, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to syndicate whatever you got. Cool. Oh, Sounds good, man. in fact, digitalambition.co, correct? Yes, everything is there. Okay, so people can just drop in there and start watching and, and checking things out. That's awesome. So yep. from both of us to all of those watching and listening, thank you very much. My sign-offs usually somewhat emotionally generic, but at the same time, I always say the same thing. Take care of each other. Love each other. Have empathy and compassion. I love you. I'm sure Kevin does too. We'll talk to everybody real soon. Ciao for now. Oh. My brother, that is the end. I'm going to stop the recording right here.